and um, hi <laughs> welcome back and or to those who actually listen to my podcast almost every now and then thank you anyway so today i'm going to continue with uh, the second part of my story yeah so i believe i briefly um spoke about my childhood in the previous um episode so today i'm just going to you know try to focus on my life um a bit later like in my at my age i don't know later in my life when okay let me just start <laughs> anyway so at this point um as i mentioned previously my dad decided to move to Botswana uh, I don't really know why but um according to people who you know spoke to him they said he was trying to get away from mom like he didn't want to be in the same place rather the same country as her because he was afraid she could find him and you know whatever else I really don't know so at this point like and um because he abandoned us briefly like he just chose to move to a different country and forget everything in his past life including his kids that's how it was yeah so i remember uh one time when he came to visit um zambia and my aunt had to like trick him into seeing me you know my aunt was like oh yeah like you can come to my office uh, we can meet from there and just talk about your stay in Botswana and how you are you know settling down and whatnot so he came through and then voila I was there my aunt just took me to her office I'm like you know today's the day I'm gonna see your dad because you can't just keep avoiding you you know and for my brother he couldn't meet up with him because like he was all the way like I said before he was taken to a different province so you know he was too far yeah so when he came through of course he saw me and he's like you know what? i cannot do this right now like, i didn't come for this i just i'm not ready to start dealing with kids at that point my aunt was like fine if you don't want to have your children back then i might as well adopt her like you know my aunt of one of my youngest aunts offered to adopt me and that's when my dad was like okay no it doesn't have to be that way like you know well he didn't he didn't say that there and then he just like thought about it and he's like okay you know what no it's okay i'll, I'll take responsibility and thank goodness he said that because I mean, I've been adopted, <laughs> you know. Actually, my whole life, like some parts of my life, I had people offering to adopt me. Like one time when I was in primary school, that's after the separation. Yeah, I was with one of my aunts like in Kafue and, you know, I'd go to school and I would talk to her about, you know, stuff and whatnot, like my teacher, she was like that close to me. And then, you know, she one time came to my aunt and was like, you know, I'd like to adopt this child. I know she's not yours. And she tells me her parents are not present. She has no idea where her mother is. Her dad is like all the way somewhere else. And I feel like she needs that parental figure. And, you know, I feel like I'm the best person to be there for her so she really she actually offered to adopt me and my aunt was like no you cannot do that because I me mean, she still has a, a, a dad and it's like he's abandoned her like he's just maybe too busy to you know take care of the kids at this point so i was at that point i was really you know happy like i wanted to be introduced to a new family i i really loved that teacher like she was so kind and sweet to me and i was like i'm okay with her adopting me because I feel like I can be happier with her. You know, it was 
I think one of the reasons why I felt that way is because, you know, as I was telling my aunt and Kafir, I, my aunt has like five kids, you know, so, you know, she's got these five kids and then I'm the, you know, the, the, the outsider, I would say, because, um, I always felt like the outsider, you know, because, you know, there are certain things that parents do for their kids because they are their kids and then there's you and they just, you know, like, oh yeah, because she's here, so, well, we can try to do something for her as well, but the main focus is on the kids. Like most of the times, my my mom, my, so my aunt would come through with like loads of new clothes, but only for her kids. And then I'll be there looking at all my all my cousins, looking at their clothes. Oh, I've got a new dress. Why well, it looks so pretty on me? And I'm like, you know, I feel I felt bad, like because I, I I didn't get anything, you know, because no, there's this. I don't know if it was my aunt or I don't know. <clears throat> they believe this thing of um you know she's got a parent like why should we be the one spending or removing our own money to take care of her like she's an orphan she's got two parents like they are surviving we can't just you know start doing things on their behalf they have to realize that they've got kids and they have to fend for them you know so because of that they expected like my dad to send money and you know get me this stuff I don't know. That's what I thought. So I don't really know. But otherwise, I felt like an outsider. I know they were family, but I didn't feel part of their... Like, I, I didn't feel part of the family. I just felt like an outsider. Because so many things that were done made it obvious. that Okay, you know what? You are just the cousin. You are not a sibling. You're just the cousin, you know? So that's why I, I, I got too close to my teacher and was willing to let her take me i was like you know just say yes let her adopt me but of course that wasn't possible because you know my parents didn't just say okay we don't want her so get rid of her no of course they didn't so yeah i passed on that opportunity (laughs) yeah anyway fast forward to the point when my dad came back yeah so after the meeting we went back and he's like i'll think about everything and see if i can try to squeeze the kids into my life yeah and then i think a year or so later he said okay no you can bring the kids over like for for christmas like you know because schools had were done with school for that year yeah and i remember that day i was so happy because i was like one of the okay i was second top in my class and it was the first time i was coming out second in my class that's so you know exciting for me i was so happy and then to hear that i was going to see my dad i was happy and then i was also scared because like i haven't been with him for so many years the last time i was with him i was like so small that i can't really remember what it was like to have a father present like to have a dad i didn't really know it was so i was kind of scared and i was also so excited because mainly i i was going to be out of this um environment that i wasn't really happy to be in but because i had no choice i had to you know accept it and just try to you know settle in and whatnot but i really didn't like that place yeah and um yeah, so the day came, December actually, I got reunited with my brother after so many years. He too had his own fair share of, you know, stuff he went through. Um, I hear he was being abused by my aunt. Like, for him, uh, where he went, um, 
my uncle was our relative he was the one from our family so our aunt was just like you know from the other family which we never ever knew about so for him it was difficult he was really he has been abused by her i mean they didn't have kids i yeah they didn't have kids so for some reason she was so mean to him and you know my uncle was never around and you know i don't know if it's every household but mostly if a woman has been abusive to a child the man never steps in they usually just listen to her and be like yeah you're right but just try to be a bit you know lenient on the boy stuff like that i don't know but it was really bad for him he had a really tough time living with um the family so and he was the only kid in the house just the three of them him my uncle and the aunt so i'm like he he talked about having to you know learn about god and having to read the bible almost every now and then just for encouragement you know because he couldn't talk to anyone you know back then there were no phones so he couldn't just call any person to say and to just like someone to talk to rather and mom was never in the picture dad was all the way in Botswana, so he couldn't call or talk to anyone he was in a whole new province and only knew the people he was staying with and the people he was staying with weren't being helpful at all in, in, in whatever he's going through you know so it was really traumatic for him yeah i think he had it worse yeah <laughs> anyway so we traveled to Botswana in um i think early december yeah when we got there we first reached uh gabs Khaboroni, like yeah the capital um when we got there dad was like really drunk i don't know why he was so drunk but he was like oh my gosh my kids are here and he was like you know saying all this crazy stuff and i'm like mm, okay maybe that's him on a regular basis so i was like I, anyway I'm, at least i'm in this different environment i mean the the city was so beautiful because we arrived at night the journey was actually like a day and a half yeah so we got there and it was like evening so in a while, that night was like so beautiful like i just remember the city was so amazing the lights and whatnot like i've never been in such a beautiful place in my whole life you know it was so nice so we got there uh had takeaway yeah and then i remember my dad giving us a lecture to say when you're here you don't have to speak you know this language used to use in, in, in zambia you don't have to speak bemba you know nyanja just use english because people won't understand you and at some point you're gonna have to learn a bit of Tswana because not everyone here speaks english so but if you are talking to me use english at all times i don't want to hear any nyanja any bemba no so yeah that's how it was and we got i think my yeah my dad's because okay when we're traveling to Botswana, he asked my cousin like he, my cousin was like you know, like the big kind of cousin to take us there so like he drove us home because dad was drunk so he drove us all the way to um Kanyem. we got there at night and just went to bed like it was you know it was late the next morning it was like now we could we could see everything now to see where we were the house we're living in the environment and whatnot and it was it was great because my dad's house was really nice you know he could he really had something great going on for him that side like you know he really really had a life like a really good life uh we we took a drive like went for a drive you know just to see the place to look around and i was like yeah that's the first time i actually experienced my first cultural shock like 
you know in my country we don't okay i don't know about now i think things have changed now but back then and by back then i mean like in 2000 before 2010 like 2008 i don't know 2008 9 i don't know yeah people weren't like we couldn't just like we don't okay we still don't to some extent we don't just dress indecently like we have to be cautious of how we dress when in public even at our homes it's only these um families who are a bit you know civilized also not civilized like a bit more english mannered yeah they're the ones who actually dress a certain way outside and inside but back then <laughs> that wasn't a no-no despite the kind of family you are or regardless rather yeah so when i went to Boston, i was shocked to see people walking around in shorts like ladies would be wearing like really short shorts like extremely short and it was normal like i'm like hi there's people walking around literally naked and no one is saying anything we went we drove into town and it was the same thing like in my country i can't walk i can't go into town with even like a short dress like for me i can't wear a dress above my knees without being you know caught upon i don't know yeah but in that country it was so normal and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> like this is crazy like wow i i believed i was in a whole different place now because i could just see what was going on around me it, i think that's the part that really shocked me the dress code anything else yeah but that dress code was kind of crazy to me yeah days went by and during my stay there i realized i started noticing something that dad was a bit favorable like he liked my brother more than i like he'd spend every okay he spent most time with him like you know he would go out with him they'll go to church together and i'll be left home yeah and he got him gifts like he got him a playstation rather i think they didn't did they have playstations back then i don't know but he got him a video game yeah video game yeah the one that had the super mario shoot the dark and whatnot yeah those games he got him uh toy cars and every weekend would go out like just chill we'll be swimming he'll be drinking and you know stuff like that and for me you know i was like okay um firstly i passed like my fifth grade i passed my fifth grade i was second i came out second in class like i expected him to you know buy me something because he was so happy when he heard that i passed like oh my gosh you're just so great and wow like he was so happy for me but then i was like okay yeah, since he's buying my brother gifts and my okay not that i was i'm shaming him <laughs> like my brother and i like i was the intelligent one and dad knew that yeah i was in i was a smart one compared to my brother so like i'm like okay he's getting gifts for no reason and i deserve a gift because i performed well at school at least i can i did something even just a, a door you know but there's a guy he's not getting me this stuff because i've never asked him for those things you know so then i tried to you know i just i, I wasn't 
I don't feel scared or afraid of him like that. I wasn't comfortable talking to him. Yeah. So I got too scared. Like I I, I asked my brother to say, Can you ask dad to get me a Barbie doll? You know? We had this like magazines advertisements. Yeah, but now we call them advertisements. They had like pictures of, you know, things people sold and whatnot like in supermarkets and you know furniture and whatnot so i circled this particular door and i'm like just ask dad to get this for me because i'm too scared to ask him and he's like okay i'll try you know i don't know if he did but you know i never received anything like i never he never got me anything you know yeah just sad anyway (laughs) But I kept on hoping that maybe tomorrow or the day after or, you know, maybe someday he's going to give it to me. Maybe he just doesn't have money right now. So I, I tried to understand and just give reasons as to why I hadn't received anything, anything from him in terms of a gift, you know. And to make matters worse, when we got there, actually, when you got there, the, the, the day we arrived in Botswana, the maid quit. <laughs> I don't know why, but she just stopped working. And because of that, uh, we had to do the chores, especially me because I'm a girl. So you find that dad was like, no, you have to learn how to cook. And like, I was how old? I think I was 10, 10, 11. Yeah. And he's like, you have to cook for us. Like, you know, and he had this lady who came over. I don't know what relation they had. Like, you know, and I had to prepare a meal for them. Like I had to go to the kitchen and start cooking a whole meal for three people plus me four you know and my brother would make fun of me to say oh my gosh your cooking is so horrible and you know you don't know how to do this and that and my dad was like no just try to be nice to your sister she's trying she's only a kid like you know you're not even doing anything right now so just try to be helpful so and help her make something yeah so we did cook something and well i'm sure it was bad but the lady was trying to be nice i don't even know why she didn't cook anyway yeah so fast forward to december month end yeah then like you know schools are about to open january so my my brother just finished his like he just wrote his seventh grade exams so he had to go back and you know resume eighth grade or start eighth grade i don't know yeah so i was hoping we'd both go back but dad was like no i want wants her to stay behind i was like okay i was actually happy i'm like oh yeah so if i stay behind then it means that i'll be i'll get all the attention from him we'll go out together like dad and i and he'll buy me stuff like he'll only spend on me now because my brother will be out of the picture and yeah so the day came my brother went back to zambia and i stayed behind with my dad and bear in mind that when my brother was about like when he was around would go out every weekend like every saturday we'll go out to the same place he'll be drinking we'll be playing and you know having our soft drinks and whatnot yeah Mm. so after my brother left i was looking forward to the weekend i'm like oh yeah this time around everything will be on me like i'll get anything i want and stuff like that well saturday came and no <laughs> we stayed indoors like okay i stayed indoors dad went out like he really he 
enjoyed going out like he'd always go out like whenever he's broke you'd know because he'd be home so you know friday he's out he's gone out saturday he's out there's this one time when he just went out and he didn't come back like okay he came like around late at night and then he just drove away like he went back he then he came back in the morning I'm like okay it didn't make sense I, w- I couldn't even ask because i mean who am i to ask i'm just a kid yeah so anyway things changed like he became distant he just started ignoring me he never spoke to me he would just come home ask for food he still never got me the toy <laughs> you know i've been waiting for a month for it so then I was like, okay, yeah, you know, as a kid, I you really want something. Like, you just want toys. You want Barbie dolls. And worse off, like, I was alone now. Just him and I. So if he goes for work, I'll be there alone, bored. You know, no one to play with. So, okay, yeah, we had a dog. But, you know, I wasn't a dog person. I was, yeah. And the dog was way too big. So I was scared of it at some point. So I needed, like, dolls. Like, anyone my age would want to play those like toys and whatnot and i didn't have any of those you know so i was like i can't find a way to tell him that i want a door because i don't think my brother did tell him so then i was like but how am i going to tell him because i mean first of all i'm like a bit scared of him I, I can't just open my mouth and be like dad i want this like it was so hard for me i i don't know why like it was very hard for me to just open my mouth but then i was like yeah mm, just be brave when it comes tonight ask him and he came and you know he was there having his supper and i was watching tv and i was telling myself girl just ask him say the words just ask him then i just said it like dad can you please buy me a doll like i even pointed at the picture like it's just this one and it costs this much and you know he looked at the magazine and he didn't he didn't reply he just continued eating and in my heart, I was like, oh, yeah, at least I told him. So maybe he's, maybe he's thinking about it. So maybe I'll get it tomorrow. So, yeah. Mission accomplished, you know. Then following day came. He didn't come with it. Another day followed. Still nothing. Till like a week or so later, I still didn't get anything. So I figured, okay, let me try to, you know, remind him. But of course, I don't want to tell him. So what I'm going to do this time, I'll just cut a piece of uh, the door from the magazine. And then, like, you know, every time he, he takes long to come from work sometimes. Yeah. So I would always serve his food. Like, I'll, I'll place his food on the table so he can just come in and start eating. So that one yeah, that night, I cut the piece of paper, like the, the, the door from the picture in the magazine. And I placed it on top of his plate, like, you know, because I covered the food so on top. And then I wrote a note to say, please buy me this doll. And I placed it there. <laughs> Went to sleep. And of course, when, I, when he came, of course, he had to sit because it was right on top of his food. And then, yeah, I think he saw it and he just left it on the table. And then the following day, he took a bath, went for work again. I said, like, oh, yeah. Looking at the position, and he did see it. Like so, like I just gave more time for him to actually buy it for me. Again, I waited for days and days and days. Nothing came. So then I decided to stick it by the door, <laughs> entrance door. Like when it, when he opens the door, as he's closing it, he's gonna see the note to say, "I want this door," you know. 
so i did that i did just that i tried like i i stuck the piece of paper as well as uh, the note on the doors so when he opens the door when closing he'll be able to see it and i don't know if he did because i didn't he didn't rip it off the door or anything so i don't know if he saw it but that particular day like the next day in the morning he just straight up said you know what i've been seeing you stupid notes now stop it already i'm not your husband for you to be leaving me notes anyhow stop writing these stupid notes i've already seen what you want and stop just stop <laughs> yeah so in my head i'm like oh yeah he's seen it like so he's gonna buy me this door like finally he's acknowledged that i have seen your requests and maybe i'll take care of it but of course the door never came yeah <laughs> and i'm so sad and i know that no matter what i do he's not gonna buy me that door you know and it i felt heartbroken because i mean i i deserve to be appreciated or you know uploaded or encouraged for doing great at school like i needed my parents to be so proud that they buy me a gift to show that they are happy for me i mean it was only normal by them because every kid would only do well in school so they can receive a gift from their parents so i expected that from my parent but it didn't come and worse off he was awarding someone who didn't even do great in school instead i was just left with nothing like my brother didn't have to do anything good to receive those gifts and i worked my ass off in school and i was hoping that okay yeah this is a one way ticket to all the gifts because i there's a reason as to why i should be given these gifts but i never received them and it was it broke my heart you know i remember i cried about that i'm like why does he hate me like why why doesn't he think i deserve to have that one doll and i really wanted that doll like so bad like i really really wanted that doll like oh my goodness i dreamt about having that doll i dreamt of the things i'd do when i had it the things i would you know the clothes i'd dress her up in and how i'd feed her you know i was looking forward to having that doll but i couldn't get it cuz dad just didn't want to give it to me for what reason i don't know you know so from that point on from the time he just told me to stop with the notes i just resumed to being this quiet child like i just became quiet never spoke to him he never spoke to me it was just like a silent house you know and then of course i had to get enrolled into school like yeah later like mid january and being a foreigner who speaks english only and my nigeria if you've been to botswana botswana is a country that is proud of their language like they are so proud that that's the their main that's their main language they use botswana all the time and i was enrolled into a government school yeah <laughs> if you don't know there's government school and there's private school private school is where you have these rich kids and you know or you can find kids who are like from different countries and what not cuz like it's a private school so they use english as compared to government school government schools use the local languages mostly they encourage people to use english but they are proud to or they are free rather to use their local language you know so being enrolled in a school where i i couldn't understand 
most of the things people were saying and being the new student worse off from a different country that was bad like this <laughs> it affected me well lucky enough when i got enrolled into that school apparently why i got enrolled in that school is because you know where we lived it was like it wasn't so modern because dad was sent to work for a hospital that was based in kind of a rural area yeah so the schools we had there were mostly government schools yeah so lucky enough those guy like my dad's friend was zambian and they worked at the same place so he had a kid a boy yeah he got a kid i can't remember his name yeah and this guy was also from zambia and he was also going to the same school so lucky enough i was put in the same class as him so it was just him and i like Zam- foreigners zambians so i could actually I-, I could talk to him like you know he was it was comforting that way like i had a friend or someone i can talk to someone who's from my country you know but that was short-lived because um after like uh is it after yeah after a couple of months later him and his dad moved to the uk so you know i was alone in that class now the only foreigner and you know it was a big deal because even during assembly you know uh the head teacher would talk about the foreigner in the school try to be nice to her try to you know speak to her in english or just teach her how to speak setswana or else she won't be able to understand stuff like you know when learning in class and that's that was true actually because my teacher would always teach in setswana like she'd be explaining something in setswana and she'd only change when she sees me I'm like oh sorry she would try to explain in english and then that's just for a minute or or, or so then she would go back to Setswana you know so it was kind of hard for me to catch up you know i had to mostly teach myself these things because my teacher was using stone to explain and at some point i realized i had to learn the language otherwise i won't make friends because other people were talking to me were just talking to me in Setswana because they couldn't really speak english so it was a bit of a challenge yeah i struggled a lot at school you know but i put through like you know eventually i learned a bit of sitswana and i could at least understand a few things my friends were saying and they were actually very happy that i was able to use sitswana because they're like no we, we can't manage to use english so you have to try to meet us halfway at least yeah so and i did i've been a very good friend i really wish I could you know reconnect with her right now. I hope she's okay. Yeah, her name was Tabiso and I liked that girl. I think she was one of my first and only best friends. Like we had our days and we had like we had good and bad days, but I I I loved that girl and people really hated that she was close to me because they thought she was just exploiting me, you know. because I was perceived the rich kid because I'm a foreigner and I live in Botswana and what not. So people are like no she's so only close to her because she's a foreigner and she's got money and what not. But I love that girl like she was she's my bestie like you know I really miss her. I wish I could I tried to search for her on Facebook but I can't find her. I, I don't think I would even recognize her if I were to see her because that was a long time. I really hope she's okay though because I know she went through stuff as well like just as a child. 
but I wanted to talk about her life. That's not fair for her, but I really hope she's okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, I kind of started like fitting into school and my teacher liked the fact that I could speak Sitwana now because now she can explain stuff in Sitwana and won't feel bad for not using English. So yeah, that was a good stuff. That was a good thing stuff, right? That was a good thing. Anyway, it's like, 30, oh my gosh, I'm going to end, yeah, I'm going to end the podcast here and I'll continue with the other part next time because I don't want you spending a whole hour just listening to me <laughs> and i i'm sorry once again oh yeah i'm sorry if i didn't really explain things well i'm really bad at talking like i mentioned in my early 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 earliest podcast like i'm really not good at this but i'm just trying to do whatever i can to you know tell my story yeah for any person who'll be interested in listening to my story and really don't want to do things from it i don't know so part three will come through another time i hope um, you come back to listen to part three. So it's goodbye for now and see ya or <laughs> hear me next time. Oh my goodness.